Hello and welcome to the Dan Chronicles for December. It is 2022 and December means that it is the end of the year. Uh, and the end of the year is always a time that I like. I, I usually spend it um, looking back at my past year and kind of taking stock of all the things that I did, all the output like articles and, and newsletters and everything that I put out into the world and, and how that content did and also the things that I accomplished and I think um I also have a pretty cool end of the year routine that my wife Avi and I do where we kind of uh take a look back in a more systematic way and then set goals for the future we usually follow some sort of form or template over the course of a week like putting in an hour each day and doing different exercises and answering questions and and I always like that um but one of the things that I do end of the year wrap up is a blog post on my website, danb.org, uh, which is also where you can sign up for this newsletter. This is just the audio portion of that newsletter. If you're not subscribed already, I highly recommend you get the email um, because it's sometimes easier to read a newsletter than it is to listen. Um, in fact, I'm not even sure how many people actually listen to this. Um, if you're listening, let me know because I don't think it's anybody because I just mostly record this for me. Um, but anyway, my best of 2022 post is live. It is up on my website, uh, which I'm very proud about because usually I wait until the last minute and it goes up on like December 28th or 29th or maybe even like January 1st or 2nd, although I try not to do that. Um, but this year it's early, which means I've included it in this newsletter. And I'll briefly touch on that uh, towards the end uh, or not towards the end, but the, the second piece in this newsletter is about my best of post. Uh, it was going to be the first. It was going to be the way that I led off this newsletter, but it just so happened that this month there was huge, huge news in the world of artificial intelligence, and I really wanted to wax poetic on that, first of all, before getting into all of my stuff. Uh, and so with all that said, let's just get into the stories. Now it's time. As I mentioned, artificial intelligence took a huge step forward this month. Um, although I guess the step forward wasn't necessarily taken this month, but it was released to the public this month. Uh, and for me, for a very long time, I've heard mention in articles and, and just all over the place about artificial intelligence, but it's never really been in my hands, never something that I could use. But I knew that there was this artificial intelligence called GPT-3. Um, I think actually right now, currently, it's GPT-3.5. Uh, and basically, it's an artificial intelligence that's been trained on text. So websites, articles, Twitter, all this sorts of thing. Uh, and then there's a process that involves humans to train this AI. And I know that this has existed. Um, I shared an article in a newsletter a while ba back about an ex-Googler who believed that the AI was actually sentient. Um, and I discussed that a little bit. I think that was back in June. Um, but I never had a chance to play with it, only kind of to read transcripts of what other people were doing. Uh, but the company behind GPT 3.5 is a company called OpenAI, and you might also recognize them because they had the art generator called Dolly 
D-A-L-L-E, um, which was really cool. And they, they made that open to the public and people were playing around with that. But they have a new product, a new product based on GPT 3.5 called Chat GPT. Um, so all of these names are absolutely horrible. Um, but the crazy thing is that despite these horrible names, they have caught on like wildfire. And I think in the first week of this tool, this chat bot being released, they got over 5 million users, which is it is absolutely mind-blowingly fast. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that it is free. It's totally free. You can go to OpenAI's website uh, and sign up and start using this tool, which is exactly what I did the day that it was released. And I would say that it absolutely blew my mind uh, in what this was able to do. Um, and I, I have strong feelings about how this is going to impact the future, which I dive into in the newsletter. I, I recommend reading that because that's going to be a more thoughtful kind of uh, explanation of my thoughts rather than me just kind of rambling into a microphone. But as soon as I had access to this tool, I played around with it. I asked it to like generate me a song or generate me a, a stage scene or, or do all the kind of fun things that people do. Um, but I kept seeing clips of using of people using it to generate code. And I had this idea for this application I wanted to make. So there's this online bookmarking website called Pinboard. Well, basically, it, it's like you can add bookmarks to your browser, but it's all online. And I've been using this on and off whenever I've thought about it since like 2012. So a really long time. And at this point, I think I have like hundreds of bookmarks in there, but it's so overwhelming. I never actually go back through it and actually look at my bookmarks. Uh, and so my idea for this application <clears throat> would be a lot like the application TimeHop. And what TimeHop does is every day you open TimeHop and it shows you all of the pictures that you've taken, all of the social media posts that you've made on today's date in years past. And so each day you can log in and be like, oh, this is what I was doing on this date last year and the year before and the year before that and so on and so forth, as long as you have history. And what I wanted to do was create a tool for Pinboard that every day I would get an email being like, hey, on this date in years past, these were all the bookmarks that you saved as just a way throughout the year of refreshing my mind about what I've actually bookmarked. Uh, and so I've started making this tool, but I'm not the strongest coder. Um, and so it took me a long time. I kind of got the engine, the loop working of using the Pinboard API to like find today's date, and then pull all of those posts. But then I didn't really know what to do with them, like how to put them into an email, how to format them correctly, how to get it to send, all of that sort of stuff. And I sort of had this realization the the day after I got access to ChatGPT that why don't I just ask the chatbot to help me? And you know, that's exactly what I did. And it took me maybe like three or four days to get 70% of this app completed, whereas before I had about 30%. And that 30% took me maybe like two or three months of just kind of casually working on it. So thanks to this tool, I was able to increase my productivity exponentially and get this thing written and working. And every day I'm getting this email that I want. And it's also public on my GitHub if anybody else uses Pinboard and wants to set it up themselves. Um, and that really was an aha moment for me about how these AI tools can be 
uh, a collaboration partner in a way that just humans have not had before and really increase productivity. But I think what I really kind of discuss in my newsletter is how I really see these AI chatbots as this revolutionary new form of abstraction. And abstraction isn't anything new, um, especially programmers will be familiar with it. Uh, for any developers out there, uh, in terms of uh, abstraction, you might have a programming language C and then a programming language Objective C. And when you add object based programming, that adds an abstraction layer. So basically, you can write an object. And then once you have those objects and they work, you don't have to worry about the underlying technology, how it works. Uh, and that's kind of like an abstraction layer. Uh, for the layman's terms, um, I think the example I use in the newsletter is a coffee machine. And so using a coffee machine in the morning is an abstraction of making coffee. You don't need to know how the machine works. You don't need to know coffee machine repair. You don't need to know like what the buttons flip and how it heats the water and all of these kind of foundational things. All you need to know is how to use a coffee machine and that abstracts away all of the underlying technology. And really how I see chat GPT is an abstracted version of say Google search. Because right now the knowledge of the universe is at our fingertips thanks to the internet right? If you know how to Google and you use like search operators and you're super advanced, you can get a lot of really valuable information. When you have that valuable information, you can review it and you kind of have to pinpoint out exactly what information you want. And it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work, but you can get all of the information there. And this AI chatbot is just a really, really mind-blowingly good, not perfect, but mind-blowingly good version of abstracting away all the nonsense, right? Like if you go on Google and, you're tell and you tell it to like search for a recipe for chicken breast, usually you'll get an article that has like three pages of personal story that you have to scroll down and then eventually you'll find a recipe and you might have to look at a few to kind of figure it out. And if you want to do substitutions, you have to look at a few different recipes to see what comments people are saying and blah, 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 blah. And with ChatGPT, you can say, give me a recipe for chicken breast, and then it'll give you a recipe. And then you can say, hey, can you change this recipe? I don't want to use paprika. And then it'll modify it and give you that version. And it's like, an abstracted way of doing search. So things used to take so much longer and now they don't. And it's just really good. And this is just the first version. Really, in the next five to 10 years, I feel like we're going to each have our personal versions of this that will be trained on us and our knowledge and basically be a second brain for us, a collaboration partner who's always there and willing to like spit out ideas. Uh, and if I have my own version of AI, and let's say my sister has her own version of AI that knows her, I could even turn to my AI and say, hey, this is my sister. So on the back end, they'll connect and the holidays roll around. And I could say, hey, what should I get my sister for the holidays? It'll spit me out a list of things to get for the holidays. Or I could say, hey, I'm taking a four-day trip to Amsterdam. What should I do? Uh, and right now it can spit you out an itinerary, but it's not personalized. Once these get to know you, once the AI knows you personally, it can say, hey, these are all the things that you want to do. 
which I just think is super, super powerful. And I'm, I'm like super optimistic about it. I'm super excited to try it. Um, but I will say AI is not without, um, the, the detractors and dangers, which I think are, people are, are thinking about, although I don't know if our actions for this will be in time to stop any sort of devastation from dangerous artificial intelligence. So the future is uncertain, but I'm, I'm choosing an optimistic path. Um, one of the things that I'm doing right now is kind of after playing with this, I decided to read a book about artificial intelligence just because I want to, to get ahead of where the thinking is there. So after doing a bit of research, I found, um, the, the one book that most people seem to mention as being good on the topic called Superintelligence, Paths, Dangers, Strategies by Nick Bostrom. Uh, so I just picked this up. I've started reading it, and I think it has a lot of really good insights and thoughts in there. Um, so I don't think it's without its problems, but I do think that this is going to change everything. I think that we'll start to see artificial intelligence uh, seep into kind of every area of technology. Um, I do think that some people will lose their jobs, but I think that with every new technology, people lose their jobs. Like I don't really see many travel agents anymore, thanks to the internet booking travel stuff. Um, and I, I think that the job losses that we'll see will be in that same category. So it's not going to be catastrophic, catastrophic like some people think, um, but it will have an impact and it's going to have an impact on everything. So if you haven't yet played with this tool or seen it around, one, I recommend you sign up and start playing with it just because it is really fun and interesting and mind-blowing. Uh, and two, I think you're going to start seeping, seeing it seep up in whatever internet bubble you find yourself in. Um, just examples of this. And I'm I'm really excited for, for where this is heading. Uh, definitely the big news of the month, if not the year, the decade. I think it's going to have an impact on the world. Uh, the size of, if not larger than the internet itself. So crazy, crazy news this month. Next up in my newsletter, I touch on my best of post, like I mentioned that I was going to. Um, and I, I've seemed to find a format that I like. I think I've been doing this format for maybe like two or three years now. Uh, and so this year is just no different. It kind of starts with most viewed blog posts by me, which always is kind of a depressing section in past years, just because I don't often create a lot of new content. And therefore the top viewed blog posts by me is like really old, outdated stuff. Um, especially because it's a random article that I wrote several years ago uh, is something that Google likes and sends traffic to still. And so this stupid article about a Debian and using a, a CD-ROM from your sources list, whatever, uh, is always at the top of my most viewed blog posts. And it's still at the top. It's number four this year, but it got pushed down to four from number one. Um, and my most viewed content is about productivity stuff, which I think is super awesome. So I had two articles that I published this year about Obsidian, uh, specifically sharing templates that I use because I use Obsidian, the note-taking app, uh, extensively in my life now. The first one is a daily note template. And then the second one is a people note template. And both of those got a lot of traffic. Google ended up liking those, which was fun to see how being a top search result on Google impacts traffic. 
um, there was like a, a two week period where I was definitely at the top and getting a lot of blog posts or getting a lot of views there for my blog post, which was really fun. Uh, and then another article that I wrote, um, called the daily driver task management system, which is basically how I use a moleskin notebook to manage my daily to-do list, um, is also at the top there, which I'm actually super proud about, uh, I'm more proud of that daily driver task management system blog post than I am about my Obsidian stuff, just because I think it's so useful. And for me, it is a system that's been modified from other things out there. So it's original to me. And it's the only thing that I personally have been able to get stick. So it's a system that I use and I've I've shared it. I'm super happy with it. So it, it makes me happy that that's at the top of my list. Um Next, I get into favorite books that I read. I think my favorite was either The Order of Time by Carlo Rovelli, which really changed the way I view reality itself, um, thanks to quantum mechanics and and our latest understanding of time and what it actually is. Uh, And then also The 90s, which was a collection of essays by Chuck Klausterman. I think I mentioned in the newsletter before, uh, but really entertaining read about a decade that I sort of remember, um, but don't remember the details. And so it was really fun to dig into those details. Um, Next is my favorite movies. I'll just name a couple. Triangle of Sadness, I thought was absolutely brilliant um also everything everywhere all at once i'm really hoping that wins best picture we'll see what actually happens but i do think everything everywhere all at once is one of those once in a decade movies um and one of those where if reality was different like if it was the 90s there were certain movies where if you were flipping through channels and you saw it playing, you would stop flipping through channels, right? Not all movies are that, but that's like a category where if you're channel surfing and you see the movie, you stop and watch it. I think Jurassic Park is that for me, uh, the Matrix, the original one would would have fallen into that category. And I think everywhere, everything everywhere all at once is one of those as well. Uh, and it's unfortunate that we don't live in a world of channel surfing anymore, or maybe it's fortunate. I don't know. Um, but it's one of those just like classic movies that if you were flipping through and you saw it on, you'd be like, okay, yeah, this is how I'm going to spend my time. Um, TV shows, Succession, top of the list. I also really like Barry, Severance, um, Rehearsal with Nathan, Nathan Fielder. Those all made it. Um I also really named some of my favorite uh, notable objects. I'm not going to list them all here, um, as well as accomplishments and my plans for the next year. If you want to see those in detail, definitely go to danb.org where I have the full post up. So this month, the real theme was technology advancements that are going to revolutionize the world. So first was AI. And then the next article that I touch on is the next one. And it is that we have achieved a nuclear fission breakthrough uh, for clean energy uh, or energy that does not have any sort of carbon emission. So scientists have been able to harness the same power that comes from stars, that comes from our sun. Uh, And they use, I think it's 192 lasers in order to generate more energy than was used to create the reaction, which is huge. Like creating more energy in this fusion reaction, uh, it's a form of ignition, what it's called. And if we can harness this and productize it, uh, it's definitely going to just change the way that we produce energy in a really clean, uh, 
human on the planet friendly. I don't want to say planet friendly because the planet doesn't care one way or the other what we do, but humans do. Humans want to survive. Uh, and this will be really good for that humans surviving on the planet. Uh, it'll probably be another decade um, or a few decades before this comes. Um, uh, I think the article that I linked to, which is a New York Times article, that's uh, a gift article. So you can view it for free rather than the payroll uh, paywall. Um, but they were talking about how it is still decades away. Um, maybe not six decades, maybe not five decades, um, which is sort of where we would have pegged it last month. Um, but it is closer now, which is very exciting. Next, I touch on a new feature in the latest version of iOS. So if you are an Apple user, you now have access to this thing called advanced data protection, which basically encrypts all of your Apple data, uh, at all times, so both on Apple servers and on your phone, uh, which it didn't have before. Uh, and if you do use Apple, uh, this is off by default, but I highly recommend turning it on. It's just security best practice, and there's no reason not to enable this. Um, first thing you got to do is assign kind of like a backup person, a contact, where if you lose access to your data, they can help you get back in, which is, I think, a smart way to go about implementing this. And then you turn it on and then your stuff is protected. So I have instructions for setting that up. Definitely, it's something to read a little bit more about to see if it is a right fit for you. But I don't know why it wouldn't be. Uh, so if you do have an iPhone, check out this new feature once you update your iPhone. And lastly, I just wanted to share an earworm that I've had in my head for the past month. Uh, thanks to my friend Fod for introducing me to this song, but it's called We Got the Moves by this German band called Electric Cowboy. Um, it's a fun fusion of metal and dance that's a really unique sound. Um, and I heard it, and then it's one of those songs that just got stuck in my head. Uh, and I share the music video. The music video is good. Like some music videos are mind blowing. This is not a mind blowing music video, but the song is just so catchy that it is stuck in my head. And my hope is that by sharing it out into the world with you, I can help release its grip on my brain. So if you want to hear a new song, if you haven't heard this one, you want to hear something new, I highly recommend checking it out. And that's it for December's newsletter. I highly recommend, or not highly recommend, I highly thank you for listening if you do listen to this or reading if you read the newsletter. Uh, if you are listening and you're not currently subscribed, you can go to danb.org, and I spell Dan with two N's because why not? So D-A-N-N-B dot org. Uh, sign up for the newsletter, and I will see you next month. Next month.